You are now listening to Discover Your Potential with renowned radio talk show host and certified holistic practitioner, Cindy Gilman. So listen, participate, be inspired. Know that you can discover your potential. Here she is, Cindy Gilman. Well, a very good Sunday afternoon to all of you. I'm going to read something. Love. Love takes time. It needs a history of giving and receiving, laughing and crying. Love never promises instant gratification, only ultimate fulfillment. Love means believing in someone, in something. It supposes a willingness to struggle, to work, to suffer and to rejoice. Satisfaction and ultimate fulfillment are byproducts of dedicated love. They belong only to those who can reach beyond themselves, to whom giving is more important than receiving. Love is doing everything you can to help others build whatever dreams they have. Love involves much careful and active listening. It is doing whatever needs to be done. Love is a choice and commitment to others, true and lasting happiness. It is dedicated to growth and fulfillment. Love is not selfish. It does not attach conditions. Genuine love is always a free gift. Love is a commitment to growth, to happiness, and fulfillment of one another. Well, a very good, good weekend to all of you. I'm Cindy Gilman, and this program, Discover Your Potential, is here to inspire, enlighten, encourage, and motivate you to look within and to listen to our guests talk about their journey, their creative process, and how the universe pointed them in a direction to live up to their potential. Sometimes we may be working or living in what we think is the right place, or even in a relationship that may be hurtful or dysfunctional, but the fear of making a change keeps us there. Then somehow we get a little nod, a little wink, a little sign from the universe that points us in the right direction. And we realize there is something more, something more we are to do. I found myself in that case as well. So you'll have an opportunity to share your story as well as speak to my guest, who I know you're going to love. Our phone number to call in, hope you have your pen ready, 888-627-6008. I'll repeat it, 888-627-6008. And of course, I want to thank you, our audience, for listening, for listening to the podcast after. And 
yes, the podcasts are listed on iTunes, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and I know my son will tell me I missed one. Um, So this is an interesting month, February. Not only is it National Heart Health Month, but it's also Valentine's Day, another matter of the heart. So I hope, I hope you're with your Valentine, or if you don't have a Valentine, do something sweet for yourself. It's been an interesting week here in the States. President Trump was acquitted. The Democrats are having a field day, and... Uh, so on and so on. We just had a little snow shower here in New England. Um, today, my guest is world-renowned medium Robert Brown. My friend, my colleague, it is with great respect and admiration I welcome you to BBS Radio. Hello, Robert. It's been a long time. We've been friends for so long now. I was trying to think back when we first met. We met about 17 years ago, and it was after that devastating station nightclub fire. And uh, uh, Rhode Island, yes. Yes, it was one of the worst tragedies here, and probably one of the worst fires uh, in this country. Uh, over a hundred people uh, were taken from because of that fire. And interestingly, they never see they never mention the repercussions. Uh, had a woman in the office who whose husband was one of the EMTs, who had such tremendous PTSD, he took his own life afterwards. And an older woman whose son was killed in the fire, and she was making a funeral, her daughter brought her to the office and said her husband was so distraught, he had a massive heart attack, and she ended up having to plan two funerals. But you and I met at the home of Dave Kane. Yeah. And um, it, it was such a pleasure to meet you, and I, I said, this is, this is an authentic medium. I think those of us who are mediums kind of, you know, we we know of mediums, we know of people who have been, well, maybe not aware, but have had the ability since they were very young. Right. And, uh, yes? Yeah. No, I, I, I remember uh, Dave Keynes, and I, uh, you say about the repercussions. Of course, what happened was, was certainly nothing anyone anticipated or would have wanted. But I, I know, of course, it had not only personally a profound effect on Dave Kane, but it led him, didn't it, in a in a whole different direction yes, to, to where he was. It I think did. you were instrumental he, he, in introducing him to quite a few people, including me. 
and then uh, he wrote his book, 41 Signs of Hope. And That uh, would be a very interesting book, for, and, and the film, isn't it, for a lot of people to see, especially explaining um, and identifying the different signs that people mm-hmm. often feel that they get. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable uh, how they got that number 41 so many times, and it's a great film. We're both in that documentary, and we're both in the book. And um, it, and it's interesting because, you know, I was thinking about it last night, and N- Nicky, before he, he was he perished in the fire, he had said to his brother, "I want to sing the songs from Carousel," and I was thinking about one of the songs and. One of the songs is called You'll Never Walk Alone. And the line that struck me was, go on, go on with hope in your heart, and you'll never walk alone. And Dave's book is called 41 Signs of Hope. Right. But it is really, you know, many people uh, believe and, and do have experiences of signs or symbols that they believe come from their loved ones and and often true but this is a documented um, whole lot of incidences uh, that kind of fell into place even after the incident where they recollected how many times that sign came to them I mean beyond what anyone could ever say coincidence and Dave himself uh, Dave Angelan uh, are not people, I would say, prior to this happening, would necessarily have gone to mediums. You know, right. uh, Dave, Dave's a very funny guy, but this is something that really got his Pointed attention. Pointed him in a different direction. Yeah, which is what he's done with it and how he's gone on to help other people. And, uh, you know, especially um, parents who have lost children, It's really quite amazing. I mean, you know, Dave was a comedian. And, you know, there is a soft and serious side to him as well. Yeah, right. And, uh, but uh, but it's incredible, as you said, something happens and it's what you make of it and how you deal with it. Now, were you having experiences as a medium when you were very young? Yes. Yes, I didn't, I wasn't aware of what they were. Um, Mm -hmm. My poor mother, when I was very young, um, I'm pretty sure, and on more than one occasion later said to me, oh, I wish you'd be quiet, because I would just blurt things out. Um, I knew some people weren't going to be around too long. I didn't know how or why, but for me at that time, some people had a sort of a grayness around them, a dark brown uh, lifeless coloring around them, whereas most others had all these colors, which at the time, of course, five years of age, I didn't know what they were. I just knew, and right. I would blurt out, oh, so-and-so's not going to be around for so long. Well, of course, mm-hmm. now, of course, we know of the aura. I didn't right. know. So I was seeing these things and was quite sensitive to them from a very early age. But it took a long time, a lot of questioning, a lot of doubt, a lot of studying, Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of classes, 
lot of nosiness. I think you've got to be extremely nosy to be a medium to find out things yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember Question as a everything. Kid, <laughs> I remember as a kid, I, I, I was constantly putting my psychic foot in my mouth. <laughs> uh, we were well, at a family gathering at my father's family, and I walked up to a great uncle, my uncle Nathan, and I said, oh, Uncle Nathan, I'm so sorry you're going to have a heart attack next week. Well, my mother pulled me away (laughs) and said, now you sit down on that couch and don't say another word to anyone. And and don't you think that's what a lot of people, uh, as we're developing, and I believe when people say, oh, I'm a medium, I think we're constantly, constantly developing. We never stop developing. But that's what a lot of people need to do before they're launched or before they're working as mediums is to develop, you know, the tact, the caring, uh, right. and all the things that need to go with without us blurting. Because I, I've said this many a time, uh, I had a teacher who once said, um, you know, mediumship is like the surgeon's scalpel. In the hands of the trained, it can uh, create marvelous things. And in the untrained, it can make a bloody mess. Right. And I think most people don't realize um, it, it's wonderful to be able to do these things. It's amazing to be able to relate to certain things, but you also need to learn the responsibility of it. And, and I'm not sure these days if everyone's willing to. The discipline and the discipline of how to let go of certain feelings or let go mm-hmm. of things that you pick up. And there are ways to, you know, I think oh, if absolutely. you or I or people that we do respect to our authentic mediums, if we had to walk around open all the time, I always joke and say they'd need a blotter <laughs> to pick me up. Yes. I've heard people say they can't turn it off, and I tell people that must be rather like a hairdryer that you leave on. It's got to burn <laughs> out sometime. Right. I I had a friend in Boston, and this is funny, because uh, I think sometimes we have to make light of cer- certain things. I had a friend in Boston yeah. who was a, a, a pretty well-known astrologer and had some mediumship ability. And people used to call her all the time. Finally, she was telling me one day a woman called and asked, is this the lady who talks to the dead? And she paused and said, yes, are you dead? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's it's kind of interesting, people's perception of mediumship. You do get them, don't you? Sometimes I've had people Mm -hmm. come and say, look, if you're in contact with my grandmother... Ask her if the guy that I've met, if it's the one I should marry. And I think, why would your grandmother know? <laughs> Ask if, you know, they'll come along and say, the man that I've just met, is that the one I should marry? Uh-huh. You know, they seem to think that, that the contact spirit and spirit's going to have all the answers and they don't have to do anything themselves. I, and people don't understand that we can't make decisions for them. We can right. only pass on the message that's being given to them. Give the information, then hopefully they're better informed to make their decision. I love the line that you have in terms of how to, because a lot of people 
want to interpret what comes through or how does it relate to them. But you always say, give it as you get it. Absolutely. I learned that really the hard way. I would spend anguish times trying to fathom out what I was getting. And and I would, you know, the classic one uh, I've said many times too is I, I'd see a dolphin and I'd be saying, do, do you know, did you like the series Flipper? Did you watch, you know, and it would always go wrong. But when I said, what is it about a dolphin or you know something about a dolphin, they got it. Because I, the medium, don't understand it. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's not my message. That's right. The, it's the greatest thing if people give, no matter how absurd it sounds, if they give what they get, how they get it, they won't be far wrong. But everyone wants to understand, put their spin on it, and that's where we go wrong. And it's about building up trust with spirit. And that doesn't come overnight either. No, it Why doesn't. should they trust us overnight? Why should we trust them overnight? Now, have you found, uh, over the years, I don't do it anymore, but I've worked on police cases. Have mm-hmm. you ever found that spirit will either avoid the truth or say something that isn't true because they don't want to get someone in trouble? I sometimes found where people say to me, can you tell us this or can they tell us that where we don't get an answer? I've not had them tell um, a lie or put something wrong, but right. yes, I've had it where, where they won't answer. Mm-hmm. And one classic that I remember was somebody who'd been murdered came through and mm-hmm. said to their parents that um, everyone knew who had done it, but nobody could prove it. But this person came through and said, don't worry, there's a bigger justice than the human justice. When uh-huh. in time they were standing in front of me and explain mm-hmm. why they took my life. Wow. That was kind of very humbling. Um, so, yes, we have uh, a number of us work alongside police, even if that's not always going to be documented. You know, it's a fact. Um, But I think you'll find is that um, we here on the Earth Plane are the ones that want all the answers. And although you'll get information, I've not seen it where they will, um, you know, suddenly blurt out where somebody's getting a job because there's a bigger justice, there's a bigger uh, law in practice. I mean, some of these small sayings, I think, like everything happens for a reason. Right. There's absolute truth in them. Absolutely. There are no coincidences. Even when you don't see, when you don't see the reason. As you said in the opening, sometimes right. things happen in your life and you wonder why you're going through it. Right. I think even the worst things that happen end up giving us something uh, that we can use at another time. Right. Or even now. Right. Now, I didn't tell the audience, but you, I am speaking to you. You're in the U.K. You're in England. Right. You grew up yeah. in the U.K. Correct. I, I, think, I think the U.K. was ahead of us in terms of spiritualism and having availability to teachers, the spiritualist church. 
Well, I, I mean, we know the history of spiritualism per se. In modern day spiritualism, of course, it goes back centuries. But modern day spiritualism, of course, yes, originated in America. I think what happened in Victorian and later uh, Europe, England in particular, is that we um, wanted to know more. We got more um, people trying to understand scientists, well-known people who really want to know how it worked, took it apart uh, as best they can in trying to understand it. So I think there was a time when we had better, if you like, um, development circles and, and classes and schools. I'm not sure that that's strictly the case now because, thank goodness, um, there's been such an interest uh, that, that, in general, I'm going to say the acceptance and understanding that there's more to this one life has become That's more right. um, world-grown. Um, uh, um, so I think that, you know, other countries now have just as good teaching. Uh, it has been traditionally for a long time that we had here in England uh, probably more classes, more um, people willing to teach. And that's another thing. Um, not everyone who's willing to teach makes a good teacher. I think they're right. quite separate things. And the everyone who's them, learning uh, doesn't necessarily make a good student. Right, right. That's true. Um, but I think that not every medium uh, necessarily makes a good teacher. You know, I think some we get some mediums who are brilliant in public work. Some are absolutely fantastic in one-to-one private consultations, and some some are good teachers. But it seems that everyone who's worked once as a medium now wants to do classes, and I'm not sure. It uh, takes a lot of patience, I think, to uh, deal with people who are questioning. Probably, like me, you were one of those why children. Why, why, why? The constant questions. You know, I, for me, I, as a child, I always thought that everyone could sense things about other people. It just, because it seemed so natural, I thought, well, I guess mm-hmm. everybody does. It wasn't, and, and I was a child performer. I was singing, I was seven years old. I was singing at a Holocaust memorial service. They had to put a milk crate up to the podium so I could reach the microphone. And I was used to making people happy. And when I started singing these lullabies that were sung to children in the camps, I looked out, and many of the people were survivors of the Holocaust. I looked out and I saw them as they were in the camps shaven heads, emaciated, and I closed my eyes, and I kept closing my eyes, and all of a sudden, the year before my maternal grandfather had passed on, I saw him in my mind's eye, and he looked young and vibrant and healthy, and at that moment, I said to myself, there's something more to life than this. Right. And for me, it was uh, on a personal level, I I couldn't believe that this life was all. You know? Right. Uh, I said this to myself when I really wanted to know 
these experiences I was getting, what they were about, I said, it's even the most fantastic truth that life continues or the most wicked lie. Mm. And that was my start of my investigation. You, you know? really, and, in, in your book, We Are Eternal, you talk about how skeptical you were when you first began the yeah. journey. Oh, yeah. And I think it's good to have, well, healthy uh, skeptics, um, not probably cynicism. I think you should always question everything because you will get the answers. You know, many things along my path uh, in, in, in my developments and all the things I'm doing, you know, I question, you know, I had a big thing early on with wanting to know, uh, you know, being brought up as a Christian, mm -hmm. I wanted to know um, what happened to suicides. After all, we were taught that was a bad thing. Right. And, you know, I, for quite a period, had a number of people coming to me. In fact, I, I began to think they were all handing out my name. One after the other would have somebody who had taken themselves over, which is what I call suicide. Mm -hmm. But even though all the details were unique to each sitting, uh, each reading, um, there was a common thread running through in that each of these people returned with somebody who had just passed, you know, naturally with an illness um, or a health condition. And it suddenly dawned on me that they weren't in any bad place, that they were all together that what right. I'd been told that they were going to hell was complete nonsense. Right. right. You know, to this end, I don't condemn suicides. I don't condone it because I realize it's a choice. Often, though, I find they regret not necessarily what they've done to themselves, but they see the mess they've left behind. Right. How painful it is for the survivors. For those, yes. Survivors. You know, and it's I, I've often received the question from clients who'll say, "Well, I'm, I, I've been tripped." I mean, I was in the office once, and a woman was coming, and I didn't realize that her brother had taken his own life, and mm -hmm. he didn't even want to talk to her, and he literally tripped me. I was on the floor, and I thought, "Uh oh." I'm in for a treat. Mm. But he didn't want to talk to his sister. Of course, I've been tripped walking into funeral homes. <laughs> I, I remember walking to, to go to a wake, and I was walking up the steps, and all of a sudden I felt something from behind push me, and I fell on the steps. Has anything I, like I, that I, ever I, happened to I, you? Well, I've, I've had I've had things where where things of uh, we were uh, for a long time in New York, and one place I stayed at, whenever it was very odd, whenever it was uh, young males coming through, particularly young males or strong young people, um, the television would come on while I was sitting talking to their relatives in my hotel okay. room, and it would come on. And first time I thought power surge. That's my skepticism. Uh, second or third time, what is wrong with this television set? We had it moved, the television set, into the bedroom from the, the suite room mm -hmm. from the lounge. It still came on. It still came on. And it, would, and it was when there was a particular strong energy, which mm -hmm. over time I realized tended to be with 
uh, younger people that are past. Right. I don't know. I haven't worked out why particularly them, but maybe it's a stronger energy or determination to do something physical. For many people, um, hearing something, they'll try to explain it away or, you know, you get all kind of uh, answers to what is happening. A lot of people think seeing is believing. I don't know if that was the case, but the television used to come on. I moved hotels after a number of years. We moved. Really? Um, it happened at another hotel, so it wasn't anything, you know, physical. Um, so these kind of things do happen. There is an energy, uh, which I think a lot of people are aware of, but most people don't understand it. That's the difference. I think people are more aware, but some people, A, don't want to know. Being a medium is not for everyone. That's quite clear. This is I think true. That you, I mean, I think I, I, you I, have I, to have I, the sensitivity of a deer. You're right. dealing with people and their emotions. And you better have the hide of a rhino, because for sure, uh, you could find a million other things to do that would be an easier a way of getting through this life. Now, you've, excuse me, I'm coughing. <coughs> you've done other things before you went into this professionally. Well, as, as a young people, yeah, I was in advertising. My first job, because I wanted to work with animals, I'll, I tell everyone whether they want to hear it or not. I much prefer animals to people. <laughs> um, I, ha I have I a want dear friend animals. who is a Native American chief, and he says the same thing. Well, I, I went, first of all, I was working at the London Zoo as a teenager. Um, my goal was to be a veterinarian, but, you know, there was no way that I was going to uh, do all that training. Um, you know, it's really quite a long process. So I worked first on weekends as a sort of mm -hmm. summer job, and then I got it full time. I went in that. Then, of course, I had antique shops, um, and... It got to you the did point, some though, performing, too, didn't you? Yes, I was at the Anisha Drama School um, when I was uh, still at school. A lot of our kind of um, TV stars here in England uh, came from that. Too. They're all there at the same time as me. Um, but um, what happened for me with the antique shops is that they were very successful. But it got to the point where I was serving spiritualist churches here in England at the same time. And it got to the point where I had to make a choice. Mm. Do I do the churches? Do I do the spiritual work? Or do I continue the antique work? Anyone who knows me, New York, Switzerland, anyway, will know that my time off when I'm not working, when I'm all the traveling I've done in these past 45 years, working as a medium, um, when I'm not working, I'm at a flea market. <laughs> uh -huh. Or I'm, I'm, that's my way of relaxing. Interestingly... I mean, I've taken classes to antique stores and mm -hmm. teaching them psychometry to right. put their hands over a specific article. And there are two histories, the history right. of the actual article, whether it's a vase or whatever antique or piece of antique furniture. So there's the history of the article itself and then a history of who it belonged to. Right. So it's, and it's, 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 it's it, People think that that exercise, 
you know, uh, we, a lot of people do that kind of exercise in their classes mm-hmm. and they kind of skim over it. But do you know what? You could, as you well know, you could do psychometry for years right. and just get better and better and better at it. But people would sort of do it once and say, oh, that's it. It's just a feeling. It's not. Uh. If you are a competent psychometrist, it's mm-hmm. amazing what you can tell. I had a teacher, um, Ivy Northage. Uh, somewhere in the BBC, there is a, a film of this. Uh, years ago, uh, they placed it on television. Uh, they filmed this, and they put a rock in front of her. That was it. So they told her, well, psychometrize that. Mm-hmm. She not only told the history of the article, right. but traced it right back to Vesuvius. And it was a piece of lava from Vesuvius. And she got the place, the location, everything correct. And the people from the museum where it came from confirmed it all after. Prior to that, no one had any clue. It was an experiment that was filmed. And, you wow. know, when you get that, you're going to say, well, what are the chances of somebody feeling all that? Right. So you really can perfect it. Just doing those lessons will sharpen some of your ability, will awaken it. But you do have to continually work at it to right. to really get good or great. Refined. Yeah. And the same with mediumship. You know, right. um, people tell me they do now these courses and they get a certificate. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice you get a certificate, but what is it mm-hmm. worth if if you're not doing what a medium is supposed to do, and that is uh, to prove that life continues, which is essentially what a medium is supposed to do. The, to prove that the soul is eternal, life that life yeah. continues, yeah. that our loved ones watch over us. And that, right. I think, that brings comfort and solace to those whose loved ones have passed on. Well, when you grasp the the whole meaning that life is not extinguished like a candle flame, and you realize that there is something after this, it should absolutely have a positive effect how you deal with one another here and now. Right. You know, because we just don't finish. Go ahead. We're going to take a short break. Doug, we're going to take a short break, and I'm going to give people a chance to call in at 888-627-6008. If you'd like to talk to Robert, who knows, he may have a message for you. So, Doug, we're going to take a little break, okay? Cindy Gilman is a certified holistic and Reiki and energy practitioner, as well as a spiritual medium. As a spiritual medium and empath, she conducts individual personal consults either by phone or in her office. All sessions are professional and confidential. For a phone consultation or in-office appointment, go to www.cindygilman.com or call 401-885-4115. Hi, this is Cindy Gilman and you're listening to Discover Your Potential with one of my favorite people in the world, British medium world-renowned, he travels all over the world, Robert Brown, British medium. I am so happy that you're on the air with me today. Oh, thank you, Cindy. The only thing is, I keep coughing, and I'm wondering if someone's having a problem with coughing. Hmm. Might be somebody. Yeah. 
Do you know who it is? I can take that anyway. I'm not just saying that I could take that, but I'll tell you another time. Okay. Um, I, I understand we have a caller on the air. So would you give your first name so that Robert can pick up the vibration of your voice? Welcome. You're on the air. Hi. My name is Norma. Hi, Norma. Hi, Robert. Would you like to ask? So how can I help? Well, I was just um, wondering. Um, I have two favorite people that have passed, and I'm just right. wondering if they're watching over me. Well, you know what, Norma? What I got then, um, as soon as you said Norma, I got a lady, um, kind of a jolly lady, uh, almost like a mother figure, uh, only that I felt that she was immediately laughing as if if you thought of this person should be somebody who was good at a joke, uh, hands were crossed across her stomach, she was, she was laughing. Um, and it just seemed to be as if she was like, um, she felt that she had been asked to come or she said, I was coming anyway. I see her smiling, sort of roundish face smiling, but I do know that she either lost weight, lost energy, just before she passed. Do you know yes, who that I is, Norma? I hope that that was one of the people that I was hoping that would come through. Yes, it was um, a very dear aunt who was like a mother to me. Yeah, I, that, that's why I, was, I wasn't actually saying mother, because usually we'll get, oh, this is mother. But she seemed right. like a mother. She was laughing. But, you know, I think you don't realize something, that you're much more in contact with her than you realize when you think of her and you think, well, I don't know if she heard me or I don't know. If she... I'm going to say, yes, she does, because she said to me, I was asked to come, but I was coming anyway. And I really feel you could get away with a lot more with this aunt. She'd be more indulgent with you than your own mother. Interesting. You know, because she just yeah. seems... I think some people could mistake her for a mother for you, but I know it's not your mother, you know. Um, and, and I do think she, this lady would kind of take your side. She has quite sparkling eyes, and I feel that it's, they're kind of mischievous, but in a, in a kind of positive way. She'd see the fun side of things. Hmm. And I think she would very much like to encourage you. Now, there is also a gentleman, and I went straight to the chest with the gentleman. So I felt that he, he would have passed with either a heart, chest condition. I'm mean, actually going up to my heart. Does that make that confused, Norma? That could be my dad because my although he didn't pass from the chest, he had a heart condition most of his life. Right. Yeah. I think that it, it certainly is something that he was and other people were aware of that may have impacted him like in the breathing, in the slowing down. He's quite a strong person. Now, I have to say, I think your dad is here for you, mm -hmm. not necessarily to see me, the medium. In his lifetime, I don't think he was somebody who would go and see a medium. No. You'd probably say, I never thought I'd be talking to someone like this. And so what's interesting for me in that point, if this is your dad and your aunt, and you had thought of them, it kind of indicates to me that they're really letting you know that they do hear you when you think of them. Because everyone thinks this communication is about the spoken word. 
And it isn't. It's our intention. And if we think the right things, like so often we say, I, I really need some help here. I need some assistance here. They'll step forward. Just because we say, I want you to come and prove yourself, that doesn't often happen. What have they got to prove? Right. Right. Now, the interesting thing is, both of these people are strong people, each in their own way. And so, Norma, what I'm telling you, not just because they're relatives, but you're attracting the, the, the characteristic of strong people. And I often find like attracts, but in this case, I feel that you're attracting strong people because you're at this particular time in your journey are having to learn to put your foot down and say no to some people around you. Mm-hmm. That yeah. makes sense to you, Norma? It does. It actually does. Yeah. It's not saying, no, I'm not going to help you, or no, I'm not going to do it, but I feel that for once, Norma has to put Norma first. That's not your personality, but you do need to do that, apparently. And I so I feel these people are reinforcing. Uh, strong people coming forward to help you be strong for you. And I also, I tell you, I, I've been, I was telling Cindy about this uh, the other day. Sometimes I get, and I gave Spirit permission to give me little images. In your case, I get flower buds all around you, like things opening up. So I feel this year, there's as a potential, it's not about fortune telling, but this year has the potential of a lot of things opening up for you and some things that you've been not only waiting for, but kind of hoping for or putting off in the past. It's almost like things are there to open up if you have the strength to follow them, to see them through. I hope that Are makes there, sense. Norma? I am. I am taking this all in because... Okay, um, well, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Thank you very much, Robert. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Nice to speak to you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, well, that was interesting. Yeah, do you know what, what what's <clears> happened? <throat> because I truly believe that we're, we continually develop. You know, the people that say to me, oh, I'm, I'm a... Uh, a medium now. I'm, I'm 45 years. Nothing to that. I don't have too much time for them because I believe we're continually. I like practicing medium because we're continually practicing and we are forever developing. A few years ago, I, and I say I gave permission. I said to spirit, if I can't hear something, or if there's a word I don't know, or if there's something you can't get across, or whatever reason you can't use my clairvoyance or clairaudience, give me an image, a picture. In return, I promised to give that picture, however absurd, however crazy, <coughs> I offered to relay it. And you know what? I do that, and that's trust. Because sometimes I've said some crazy thing thinking someone's going to bam me in the mouth or something. <sighs> and I said something, like a cartoon, and the people have gone, I absolutely get that. And I'm going, really? Really? Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> So sometimes they'll do it in an image uh, that will really, it's like a psychic shorthand, if you want to call it that. Right. Um, but, but, but spirit will do that. But more often than not, I'm working clairvoyantly and seeing the people. Mm. Um, the aunt there that I just mentioned, I kind of saw her smiling face as if it was like, well, she asked for me, but I'm coming, but I find this fun. <laughs> the... Um I want to give out the phone number again for people who would like to call in. It's 
888-379-0008. This is Cindy Gilman. My very special guest today is world-renowned British medium Robert Brown. Now, you, for the last several years, you have um, organized an annual retreat. Right. Well, um, it actually started 2000. We had them for 13, 14 years in the Bahamas. Um, so many people, I mean, sometimes we had 120, 140, sometimes 60. So we're in the Bahamas for 14 years and sometimes twice a year. Um, this was for people who want to know more about mediumship and healing. Um, not just the people who are mediums and healers, um, but often people who'd lost loved ones who wanted to understand or to know more uh, about what it entails and how it works. Um, and also um, people who were just interested. We had some people would come along and just say, no, I don't do any of this, but I want to support. So it was a whole mixture. It was open to everyone. Um, the mediumship development classes also we had. In recent years, the last three years, uh, so we've been in the ARE, um, in Edgar Casey Center in Virginia Beach. And oh, in fact, the last that. two years, yeah, last two years, um, we've had them uh, in Wales, in a mansion house in Wales. Mm -hmm. uh, this year's proposal is going to be in a beautiful mansion again in England, mm -hmm. um, quite near, but it's quite nice for Americans because uh, it's going to, going to connect with the 450 year of the sailing of the Mayflower. So it'd be uh -huh. kind of a special time to be here in England. So that would be when? In June? Yes. That, that'd be up on the website shortly. And we have another caller on the line. Hello, you're on with Robert Brown and Cindy Gilman. Welcome. Hi, Robert. I'm, Jasper, uh, I'm Dr. Hope Kelman. I wanted to ask you, I'm publishing a book right now called Fractions of Divine Matrix. And I wanted to see if you had any feelings about it. What is it about? Sorry, what was the title again? Fractions of Divine Matrix. Okay. Factors Can you of tell divine us a little matrix? bit? No, Divine mm -hmm. Nature, I think it was. No, Divine Matrix. Yeah, matrix. oh, Matrix. I'm sorry. Okay. So um, what, what is the nature of the book? I'd like to speak with him because I've been a very long time uh, a medium myself. Do you mind if I just communicate with no, him for not a few minutes? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I think that there's a lot of work got into this because when you started speaking then, I think there's a lot gone into this, not just from you. And my one concern when I get a lot of people around you is that I think that it's very well researched. I think that some people are going to absolutely get it. A lot of people, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stretch them. Because is, it, is this in the case where you've gone at it? I feel like you've been at it a while. And maybe even right. gone back to it and changed some things. And like, as things have become apparent, and, you know, for you opening it, because you've trod that path, you know exactly what it's all about. To the average person, mm -hmm. it, it's quite in-depth. But I feel that it's going to be more of interest and use for the serious studier. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't think this is mm-hmm. a book that people pick up just to find out, oh, what does a medium do? Or what does, you know, how does that work? I feel this is something where it's a, a piece of the puzzle that for those who already have Robert, working you're knowledge... you're going in and out. Okay, sorry. Those who have working knowledge, it will... I can hear him. I can okay. hear you, Richard. So I can here's, hear here's, what, here's what I'm getting. I'm not going to say it's as important. I'm not going to raise that. But I just said to Spirit, give me something that it to explain what this will mean to some people. And, it said, and I got, it will be there, Rosetta Stone. Okay, well, thank you for calling in. Robert, I look forward to seeing you one day. Thank you. I hope so. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Doug, do we have another caller on the line? Hello? Hi there, Cindy. Hello, Robert. It's Lynn from the Bahamas from many years ago. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you then because we had an overseas... It's Say it Lynn again, Lynn. Jankowski. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Lynn Say- Jankowski. Hello. Hi, Robert. Um, and I think you were on one of our retreats, Lynn. Yes, I was on two of them, and uh, they were memorable. And you're a treasure to me, Robert. You're one of my first teachers. and. Oh. Uh, I'm humbled by you, and uh, I've kept a lot of what you've said along my own journey. So I you know, I always tell people, keep what's useful and disregard what doesn't apply. <laughs> right, right. Do you remember so maybe you'll go you to the retreat in the UK. No, yes, I'm just wondering, I know Lynn, that. When, which one did you come to? I went to the ones in the Bahamas. Bahamas, yeah. And probably one of the early ones then, huh? The next Um, one is going to be in the UK. I think I've only gone to the two in the Bahamas. Uh, I don't like to fly. I'm not a great flyer. Uh, And that was a big deal for me. I remember going down there. But I so enjoyed it. I learned so much. I have wonderful memories that will last me in my life uh, from that experience, those two experiences. I do have a question for you, Robert. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let, so, let me ask you something first. Yes, yes. Just before you say anything, I'm yes. getting a tremendous amount of yellow around you, and that's, you know, the creative color. Oh. So there must be something going on with you, but go ahead with your question. <laughs> well, my question is, when a medium, a practicing medium, goes through um, a deep amount of grief, when they lose their mom, like so when your mother yep. passed, how did it affect yep. your how did it affect your life and the way you did readings and did you take time away and were you changed after all of that um, I remember uh, when that particular incident happened, and certainly friends of mine said, "Oh, this is going to change everything um, no, it didn't change because i I had a good understanding in fact. I was the one who wanted to stay with my mother because I thought I was the one that that knew everything. And it didn't work Mm -hmm. out that way. When my mother passed, I had left in the morning 
as one of my sisters, who actually didn't really want to be there, walked in. And over time, I got to understand that she needed to experience that. I, I didn't. So it's not about what we want. It's what the people who are passing want. So I didn't then, but I will tell you an up-to-date one, um, and that's this. Recently, over the Christmas, uh, my friend here um, was diagnosed very ill two days or so before Christmas, and we didn't say anything to anyone because we didn't want to spoil their Christmas. And I had to suddenly come to terms with uh, this could happen in a week, a month, or at best months. And, you know, it made me really think a lot of things about I have to do things for me and not be always around for someone, uh, other people all the time on call. So I have taken some time out, which is why I've not been traveling for the last few months. As it happens, just to round that story up, we got news after there was a sort of a misdiagnosis and things are still bad, but they're not as, you know, as bad as what they were telling us. Um, so I'm beginning to have to plan things. I said earlier that everything happens for a reason. And I think that even though there are things we don't want to go through, there are things we don't want to deal with, I believe there's nothing that we can't deal with. And that we, you know, that we become stronger. Um, actually, one of your American comedians, great friend of mine, and I think many of you know him, John Edwards, said to me, uh, you know, he's been great with me. My friends and colleagues have been very supportive over this time. And he said to me, I'm not sure everything that you're going through, but I just know that you're going to emerge from this so much better for your clients and the people that need to speak with you. And it's true because it, going through something yourself helps you to also understand what people are going through. Right. It it's one thing having an ability. It's that empathy, you, you know, much. the difference between a doctor and a good doctor. Mm-hmm. And a doctor and a healer. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for calling in, dear. Thank you, Robert. Much love to you. Thank you, and Thank you, Cindy, thank for you. hosting Robert. Oh, my pleasure. My delight. Um, I, Robert, we only have a moment, so I want right. to give people your... Um, website address or your email address? Well, let's do the website. You know, it's, it's www.robertbrown-medium.com. There you go. Okay. And um, so if you'd like to contact Robert, his book, which I recommend highly, is called We Are Eternal, What the Spirits Tell Me About Life After Death by Robert Brown some wonderful information. Robert, I can't thank you enough. I hope you'll come back before the retreat so we can talk about it and have people sign up for it. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you for the... Cindy, thank you, and thank you for all the work you do, too. Oh, that's important to me coming from you. And you know what? I just think we got Nikki came in there and oh, did you he just hear rubbed that? the back of your he, he just rubbed the back of your head. And I felt it. Did you feel it in your neck? I, well, I felt it like somebody ruffling the back of my hair, but I thought he's doing that right. to you. No, it's to both of us cuz I've got yeah. goosebumps. Right. Thank you, Nikki. Happy belated birthday, Nikki. Ah. Nikki came to me. I know we've only got a minute. Nikki came to me last week. 
wearing a birthday hat and a and said, "Call my father." Of course, he said that to me before. And I called Dave and I said, "Well, your son's doing a call. Please call my father." And he's wearing a birthday hat. I said, "Is it Nikki's birthday today?" And he goes, "It's my birthday today." And you know what? We don't know this, of course, but I strongly suspect Dave may be Dave may be listening. And I think this was organized by spirit. It's very possible. We unfortunately we've come to the end of our hour. Okay. Thank All you right. so Thank much, you very Robert. Much. Blessings. My bye love, bye. Michael, and um, my little Valentine, my grandson Michael. Um, and Doug for all the work he does on BBS Radio. We'll be here next time, and um, do something nice for yourself, and do something nice for someone else. Bye-bye now. God bless. Cindy Gilman is a certified holistic and Reiki and energy practitioner, as well as a spiritual medium. As a spiritual medium and empath, she conducts individual personal consults either by phone or in her office. All sessions are professional and confidential. For a phone consultation or in-office appointment, go to www.cindygilman.com or call 401-885-4115. Yeah.